Welcome to journeywithjesus.net, a weekly webzine for the global church. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin. Happy New Year in 2016 to readers around the world. My essay this week, similar to favorite books last week, is called Favorite Films from 2015. It's for Sunday, January the 3rd, 2016. In her book, The $11 Billion Year, From Sundance to the Oscars, An Inside Look at the Changing Hollywood System, Ann Thompson writes that there are about 700 films released in the United States every year. If that's the case, then why do I find it so hard to find a movie that I really want to watch? Time and again, when I look for movies to review for Journey with Jesus, I'll search the theaters, Netflix, Amazon, Comcast, only to be stymied. But, in fact, there are some films out there that are not only good, but great. Here are five of my favorite films from 2015. And don't forget, Journey with Jesus has reviews of movies from nearly 100 countries. If you go to our comprehensive index of movies, you can search by country or by title. And if you ever get stuck, just go to the search function in the upper right corner of any page and type in any word at all. Happy viewing. My first film is called Cancer, the Emperor of All Maladies. A text from Egypt 4,000 years ago lists all the known diseases of that day, including what we now call cancer. Under the column Treatment, the ancient author writes, There is none. The documentarian Ken Burns joined with PBS to make this three-episode film, six hours total, on the Pulitzer Prize-winning book by Siddhartha Mukherjee, entitled The Emperor of All Maladies, A Biography of Cancer. That book was published in 2011 and won numerous awards. As you would expect from Ken Burns, the film is equal parts science, medicine, history, and sociology. The story of cancer, according to the PBS website where I watched this, is a story of human ingenuity, resilience, and perseverance, but also of hubris, paternalism, and misperception. It's shocking to see how we treated cancer patients a generation ago, and equally shocking to see the progress that's been made. You can watch all three episodes, six hours, for free at the PBS website. Cancer, the Emperor of All Maladies based upon the best-selling 2011 book. Number two, Growing Up Trans. 
This 84-minute documentary by PBS Frontline about transgender teens does many things well. The film follows a half-dozen pre-puberty adolescents and their parents, allowing them to tell their own stories in their own words, without any prompts from a narrator. What emerges is a very complex set of circumstances that deserves our unconditional compassion and support. The film avoids being sanguine or politically correct, especially about the difficult choices of medical treatments, puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and sexual reassignment surgeries, and the collateral problems that often accompany transgendering, bullying, loneliness, sleeplessness, suicidal ideation, depression, and anxiety. You can watch this powerful movie online for free at Frontline, including additional material like other videos, chat rooms, and reader comments with further stories. Once again, the title, Growing Up Trans. Number three, Last Days in Vietnam. The movie comes and is about Vietnam. In the Paris peace accords that ended the Vietnam War in 1973, the United States promised to protect South Vietnam from any aggression by the Communist North. We broke that promise. After Nixon resigned from office after Watergate, North Vietnam began its assault on the South. By 1975, they were at Saigon, and the real end of 30 years of war was apparent to all. Chaos enveloped the city. Citizens and soldiers sought to escape by any means. This documentary gives an hour-by-hour -hour account of how American military personnel defied orders to evacuate only Americans in order to evacuate 77,000 Vietnamese from the grounds of the American embassy in Saigon in the weeks before it finally and fully fell to the north. This is not a political film. It's a story of the moral courage of some Americans who did their best to do what was right in a horrible situation. Archival footage and interviews combine to make a film of inspiration and sadness. The movie is directed by Rory Kennedy, the daughter of Robert F. Kennedy and the niece of JFK. Last Days in Vietnam. My next film is from Brazil. It's called The Salt of the Earth. The German filmmaker Wim Wenders documents the life and work of the Brazilian photographer Sebastião Salgado, born in 1944 who has traveled in over a hundred countries across the last 40 years to bear witness to the invisible people of human history. 
The film contains a stark moral aesthetic paradox, says A.O. Scott of the New York Times. The black and white photographs are breathtakingly beautiful, whereas the subject matter is deeply disturbing. Gold miners in Brazil, starvation in Sudan, forced migrations, genocide. The title of the film comes from the Bible, as do the titles of two of Salgado's books. In 2013, the book Genesis, and then the earlier book from 2002, Exodus. This movie is in French and English, with English subtitles. The Salt of the Earth. And then finally, from the Democratic Republic of Congo. The title of the movie, Virunga. The Virunga National Park in Congo is one of the most beautiful and environmentally rich places on Earth. But it struggles for survival in one of the world's most violent countries. This Netflix documentary tells the story of the brave park rangers who have given their lives to save Virunga, and in particular its population of mountain gorillas. They face formidable odds. First, there are the poachers. Next, since the 1994 genocide in next-door Rwanda, Congo has been the site of the deadliest conflict since World War II, with over five million deaths. Over a dozen different rebel militias seek control of the government, land, and the mineral wealth. Then there's the newly discovered oil underneath Lake Edward, concessions to which have been given to the rapacious British oil company Soko. This film has won at least 23 international awards. I watched it on Netflix streaming, in French and English, with subtitles. Once again, the title of the film, Virunga, from the Democratic Republic of Congo. My book review this week is also about movies. The author is Michael Wood. The title of the book, Alfred Hitchcock, The Man Who Knew Too Much. New York, New Harvest, 2015. This book is 129 pages long. This slender biography of the famous film director is just one title in a series called Icons by the New Harvest imprint of the publisher Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. Other subjects in the series include the likes of Jesus, with a wonderful title called The Human Face of God, the Apostle Paul, Van Gogh, Edgar Allan Poe, David Lynch, Judy Garland, Hannah Arendt, and so on. These books aren't substitutes for longer critical studies, but they're a good way to get a reliable overview of important culture makers. Alfred Hitchcock, 1889 to 1980, presents some special challenges 
for a short biography. He once told the biographer Charlotte Chandler that to interview him, she would have to interview his films. Michael Wood, Professor Emeritus of Comparative Literature at Princeton, follows that advice. His book is mostly short takes on some of Hitchcock's movies, this is, but this makes for choppy and tedious reading. Most readers won't have seen most of these films. Besides, which of Hitchcock's 58 movies do you review for a 100-page book? Besides the obvious candidates like Psycho and Vertigo. By the way, that latter movie, Vertigo, judged by some critics to be the best film of all time. The trademark themes that made Hitchcock famous, violence, mainly against women, guilt, obsession, fear, and suspense, all begged for some connection between the man and the message. Was he a sadist who enjoyed torturing beautiful women? or perhaps a masochist who enjoyed his own suffering. I like Woods's conclusion. Whatever you conclude about Alfred Hitchcock's private pathology, he was also in many ways a very ordinary person, with his own kindnesses and a family man married to his wife Alma for 54 years. More importantly, whatever his films reveal about him, Alfred Hitchcock knew deep and dark things about us, his audience. And that's why his movies have been so powerful to so many millions of people for so long. And so the title of Michael Wood's book, which is also the title of two of Hitchcock's films. Hitchcock knew way too much about our human psyche. Once again, the title of the film, the title of the book by Michael Wood, Alfred Hitchcock, The Man Who Knew Too Much. For movies this week, we go to another Middle Eastern country. It's called The Fight for Yemen, 2015. This one-hour documentary by PBS Frontline premiered on television in April 2015, which means that it's now almost a year old. And as we know, that's an eternity in Middle East politics right now. But it's still worth watching as an overview of the Civil War in that country. For many years, the Sunni government of Abhadi with support from the United States and Saudi Arabia, waged wars against the Shia Houthis in the north of the country, who were rabidly anti-American and anti-Israel, loyal to the former president Ali Abdullah Saleh, and supported by Iran. In March 2015, Houthis gained control of the capital of Aden and ousted Hadi, who fled the country to Saudi Arabia. Also fighting against the Houthis and the government are both Al-Qaeda and ISIS, independent Sunni tribal militias, and even southern secessionists. And an important footnote that may or may not count for much, 
Long after this film, in October 2015, the exiled Yemeni government agreed to peace talks with the Houthi rebels. Watching this documentary makes you appreciate just how complex and violent Middle East politics are today. From 2015, a documentary film from PBS Frontline, it's called The Fight for Yemen. And to conclude the year 2015 and begin the new year 2016, for poetry, Alfred Lord Tennyson, 1809 to 1892, and I'm sure you'll recognize his poem. It's called A New Year's Poem. Ring out wild bells to the wild sky, the flying cloud, the frosty light. The year is dying in the night. Ring out, wild bells, and let him die. Ring out the old, ring in the new. Ring happy bells across the snow. The year is going, let him go. Ring out the false, ring in the true. Ring out the grief that saps the mind. For those that here we see no more. Ring out the feud of rich and poor. Ring in redress to all mankind. Ring out a slowly dying cause in ancient forms of party strife. Ring in the nobler modes of life with sweeter manners, purer laws. Ring out the want, the care, the sin, the faithless coldness of the times. Ring out, ring out my mournful rhymes, but ring the fuller minstrel in. Ring out false pride in place and blood, the civic slander and the spite. Ring in the love of truth and right. Ring in the common love of good. Ring out old shapes of foul disease, Ring out the narrowing lust of gold. Ring out the thousand wars of old. Ring in the thousand years of peace. Ring in the valiant man and free, the larger heart, the kindlier hand. Ring out the darkness of the land. Ring in the Christ that is to be. Thank you for joining us at journeywithjesus.net for Sunday, January 3rd, 2016. Happy New Year. I'm Daniel B. Clendenin.